Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage, and practice self-care, and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power, and this allows us to impact, serve, and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are talking with Emma Whitus. Emma is my friend that we connected in a mastermind at the beginning of 2020 when COVID first started. And it turns out she's actually Canadian. I didn't know that at first who is living in New Zealand. So we had an incredible conversation. She is a network marketing expert and she shares her story with us in how she went from a corporate exec to burnout, to realizing she was not fulfilled, realizing that her health was taking a back back seat in her life. And she really wanted to step up and empower other people to realize that they don't have to accept the life on someone else's terms, that they can create the life that they do want. And that does light them up. And that creates a beautiful ripple effect. So Emma's a corporate accountant turned network marketing expert. She helps women rediscover their self-worth by leveraging strengths. They forgot that they had and redefining success on their own terms. Emma is on a mission to break the stigma around network marketing and usher it in to the mainstream of life. And what a great time for that, especially now as everyone is so many different people are looking at ways to how do I start another business? How do I create some income? How do I take care of my health? How do I make myself a priority? And we dive into all of that. So I know you're going to love this episode. Welcome to the show today, Emma. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Marsha. It is my absolute pleasure. And I'm just so excited that um, we've been able to make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we even get started, let's tell people where you are from. Okay. So I am living in beautiful New Zealand, um, but you might think you're like, well, she's got a twang. So she's not obviously from New Zealand. So I um, was raised in Canada And I've been in New Zealand now for 14 years. And yeah, so that's where I am on the complete opposite side of the world from you right now. I know. I'm just laughing. I'm looking out your window going, that is not what it looks like outside of my window. (laughs) It's all good. I love the twang. I love the, I love what, I love it. So I know you are a reader. Tell us what has been an impactful book for you? Well, okay. So a little story on my reading. So I was only a reader last year. So last year I decided, right. I keep hearing like leaders are readers. I've actually got to put this into practice. I'd been just digesting heaps of audible. So I set a goal for myself last year that I was going to read 30 books in 2020. And I got to 19 and I was so stoked because the year before that I had read one. Um, And reading, I, I like learned so much knowledge last year. And I think, um, of all of the ones that I read and there were some incredible ones, the one that really stands out, because it just spoke to me at a time where, you know, when you pick up a book and you're like, this is the, this is like written for me right now. Mm -hmm. It was called uh, light is the new black by Rebecca Campbell. (laughs) Have you read it? Oh, you don't even like, this is like, yes, the answer is yes. I'm the number one fan. Um, so read that and it was, I read it actually, it was the first book that I read in 2020. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I said, it was just like one that I picked up that all the messages, like I'm a massive, um, I highlight through mm-hmm. my books while I read them because then I like to like Cliff's notes them into another book. And I go through that book and it is just straight highlight through it. And I've lent it to so many friends and they're like, you literally highlighted the entire book. (laughs) And I was like, I know it was just so good. (laughs) It is. It's, it's one that I, I have on audible and the book 
because on audible, I love her voice. Like I absolutely love her voice. And she has such a way with her words that it just, you know, I'd be walking and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'd stop it because it would just hit me. She's just really powerful. I think she is somebody, she's a great example of somebody, Rebecca Campbell, who just literally followed her intuition, did what didn't make sense. (laughs) It didn't make sense to the rest of the world. And you look at what she's created now and what she's done in the world. I just, it's phenomenal. It's it's so crazy because I think the reason that I connected to it so well is that I just saw so much of myself in her book when she was talking about when she was getting started, what life looked like before she started leaning into these little intuitions and these little nudges. And I was like, this is like, she obviously has a beautiful way with words. As you said, I was like, she's saying everything that I'm feeling right now. Yes. Um, And it was so bizarre how I actually picked up the book because the book that I read in 2020 uh, in 2019 was big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And so I'm at our bookstore and I thought I was like, Oh yeah, that was this. It was the same author. Like I wasn't even thinking and I was like, Oh, I've heard, I heard she had this other book. Like, I'm going to read that too. So I went and grabbed. So it was like a complete fluke. Like it was a fluke. And so that makes it even more special to me because I'm like, I literally went into the store and was like, that's the one uh, based on what was not true. And uh, yeah, it was just absolutely incredible. It's um, for anybody who's listening. I just, my own opinion on it. It's such a powerful book that I've just made a commitment to myself. It will be one I go back to once a year because I think there's just a lot of reminders, but the book is also done beautifully that it's, you know, a few pages, like, so you could read in chunks and take it in, but yeah, it's a fantastic book. Yes. And I also read actually one of the second books that I, or one of the other books I read in last year was her second book, Rise, Sister, Rise. Yep. Um, and I definitely preferred the, the light is the new black. Cause I think I wasn't quite there <laughs> for rise sister rise, but, um, definitely took a lot of notes from that one as well. So overall, she's just an incredible human being. I couldn't agree more. Do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? I absolutely do. So I have on my vision board, I've had it up there for uh, two years now. It's actually a quote by um, David Goggins, who I'm, you know, I'm like a mad fan of. Uh, And that quote is that everybody has the opportunity to come like to come from nothing and become something. And I just think that that's such a powerful, like, that's like everything that I live and breathe because I'm like a say yes, figure it out later kind of person. And I just, it really just like, I think about that and I look at it every day and it's just one of those little reminders that when you think this is a really hard day or I don't want to do this task or I'm kind of just really like just not here today. I look at that and it always like hits me right between the eyes because it's just so true. Like we hear so many stories about it. My own stories is like that. And it's, um, yeah, it's like people need that reminder. I think people think that success is, is inherited or it's genetic or, um, you know, it's something that someone gives you, but it's definitely not. No, it's not. It's earned. And I'm, I'm laughing because I mean, Emma and I connected in a mastermind with our beautiful friend, Samantha, Chris, at the beginning of 2020. So at the beginning of when the world decided to slowly shut down and I'm laughing in a sense, because I mean, we definitely connected, but there's a part of it. That's so funny. When you think about it, if you really know, like Rebecca Campbell's book, light is the new black and David Goggins can't hurt me. They're so polar opposite messages, no. books, yeah. like, but I love them both. Like I love yeah. them both. Can't hurt me yeah. was a fantastic book. And it's uh. just to check yourself. This is the thing is that people who have created whatever you deem success, but people who have created incredible stories and done things in the world typically have come through unbelievable stories. Oh, and I think it's as well, like, is for me, and this is like why I love your work so much. And that's why I coin you the Canadian Brené Brown is that I feel like for a really long time, you had to have like, you had to have like a a war story in order for it to be 
um, like a David Goggins story, like anyone that's listening, if you haven't checked out that book, definitely do it on Audible, do it on the podcast or on that because it's so much juicier. You get all these oh, extra yeah. side bits. But um, he has a crazy story. Like yes. his is a really yes. intense story. And then so for a while there, I would sit back and think, well, you know, maybe my story is actually, maybe there's no point in me sharing my story because it's not like, it's not a David Goggins story. You know, it's not extreme like that. Um, but then I, I, that quote is like, well, actually, like I have my own story. I know that there, even if I can help one person with my story, like my work is done kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, that's, and that's one of the, the, with that quote as well, just reminds me, like, we all have the ability to come from nothing and like grow from nothing into something. And, um, yeah, a hundred percent. I love that you said that. I, I want to dive a little bit into your story, but I want to ask you first, what lights you up and what drives you? Like, what is your driving force? Okay. So my driving force is, um, just is cheering. Like I am a massive advocate for empowering other people and really reminding them of skills or talents that they've lost or they've like, they've, they haven't lost, but they've lost confidence in. And just like, like I I say, it's like, I like to be like a professional cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is like watching other people get out there and get after their dreams is like literally what lights me up. And that's why I love what I do now, because that's exactly what I get to do. And also just helps people to break past barriers and create new versions of themselves. That was something last year that was, um, you know, what evolved like that. It's really evolved into that. It's just to help people to get to that next level of themselves Mm -hmm. and do the things that they thought weren't possible and help them to create their own personal ripple effect. Because whether you're like, everyone's creating one, whether it's, one that they consciously know that they're creating or not is a, is the the defining thing really. That's Mm. so good. That is so good. And I watch you online. You have really like, I just, and correct me if I'm wrong in the last year, I have seen you, like you just have unapologetically authentically shown up in a way on your social media that is just really powerful. I don't always know how to explain how to do that with people. We do go through a lot of steps with helping people to, you know, share their story and be real, but you've embraced that. Like you have really, really embraced that and shown up in a way that I think is really powerful and can impact a lot of people. So tell us about where your story started and how you decided to make some changes that led you to where you are now. Absolutely. So firstly, thank you so much for that. That is such a beautiful, kind comment. And I'm, so happy that you see that because like that's exactly what I I just feel like I flick the switch on that one day and it was like all of the things that I learned all of the knowledge that I had consumed had like compounded and then one day it was like right we're on and it was a bit and it was like wait not waiting for permission to be the person that does this and also not waiting for me and I'm going to explain this in my story is like, I was always that person that had to wait until I had the thing until I could become the thing, Mm. like until I'd had the title or I had the money or I had the confirmation that I was going to be at that event or whatever. And then I would be there. Right. Um, And so last year I was like, I'm going to show up like it's already done and it's completely changed my life. So where my story starts. So I'm actually one of six kids. I'm the oldest uh, and the, our family's like a Brady bunch. So my mom remarried, um, and my dad is ex Canadian military and he had three boys and I, my brother and sister and I made this bunch. So we always say like, if my brother, Andrew was a, a girl, like he effectively was the Jan, we would have been the Brady bunch. And, um, so I think that was where I learned leadership at a young age because, six kids like I have no my mom is an absolute hero I have no idea how either of my parents survived that Um, but when I look back it's like well we actually kind of like we're a law into us like we policed ourselves Mm -hmm. so I learned leadership then and um when I start so I uh, studied to be a accountant 
because that was like the safe thing to do. I knew it was like, everyone was like, it's safe. You can always fall back on accounting and it's applicable like in other businesses. I know I'm just like, I know it's true though. It is true. Like it is a, just anyways. Mm -hmm. So I studied to be an accountant and then um, I moved over here to New Zealand and I got a job as a, like a junior accountant in this company that was it turns out was like one of the best experiences I could have ever had because it really shaped. I learned so much in such a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I also kind of lost track of what it was that I really wanted because I was wrapped up in this perceived success. Um, What success is like this definition of success. So I was uh, very, I was 21 when I walked into that role And I had uh, five promotions in the eight years that I was there. And I was voted uh, as a runner up for the New Zealand Young Executive of the Year Award. And, you know, 30 comes and I was killing it. Like I was literally, I was making an amazing salary. I was managing a team. I love the people that I worked with. Um, But I literally had no life. Like Mm -hmm. I had no life. So I was working all the time. Like was work, was all work? That was it. It was it. That was all. Like I had completely lost focus of like Emma in like Emma's personal goals. Like what does Emma want? It was okay. What is like, what's the, what's the company goals? Like what's this, if I'm going to be, if I want to move from at this point, I was a a commercial manager. So, uh, so like, what's this next move? Like it completely, I had, it was like a split. Like I had no personal goals and it was just 100% everything was in the work bucket and as a result my my health suffered in a major way um but because I was always one of those people that's like we'll just power through we'll just get it done um I know there's a reason we got along sorry I know I just I completely ignored that and was like I'm gonna get through this like it's fine like I can do anything like I'm one of you know like I'm the oldest of six I've done all this stuff I've had all these promotions like and it was just ego at the end of the day. Um, and then my body was like, you know what, actually we're going to just shut you down. So I had, um, I literally sat down on a couch one day and like, didn't wake up for like until the next day. Um, and I had adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. So I know there's probably a lot of listeners that have potentially suffered. It's like far too common, far too common. So common. It's so common. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so at that point I, it forced me to actually have to really review what I was doing because, um, I was not very well. And also it just like, it was kind of like 2020 in the way that it forced that slowdown to really start to face what was in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I did not like what I saw. I did not like the fact that nothing was really working except my job. And even at that, like, was that really working? Probably not. I had no boundaries. I was literally living to work. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, that, that year I really had to kind of review what, what I wanted. And, um, I completely changed tack that year with, I started an online business Mm -hmm. and, um, and that that in itself has been an amazing journey in terms of like redefining su- what success is for me personally and um and like doing personal development and growing as a human being like i literally had before then was only focused on like right i've got to do these hours for my accounting i've got to go to this leadership thing like i want to be on this board so i like Emma personally had nothing like there was yeah. there were like two completely different identities yeah um, and so, yeah. And then, and it has been the best thing that, I mean, that was a horrible, horrible time. Like it was terrible, but it was the best. It was literally the slap. And I think about, you know, I read, uh, like what I read in Rebecca, just referencing back to light as the new black, like she talks about getting these little nudges along the way, like these little, like, t- like little, I call them like little flicks up the back of the head. And if you do not listen like it's going to become more than a flick upside the back of the head. And for me, it was literally like laying me down on my back and failing my adrenal glands. So, but if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I'm just so grateful that I took 
that that happened. And then I took the opportunity to do something that was made me really uncomfortable, but I just had a feeling, I just knew I was like, this could be the vehicle that's going to help me to like transform my life. And even at that time, I was like, I know so many people that are in that, that have that like split identity where they've just like become consumed with the corporate rat race or the corporate grind. And they've, they completely lack any personal goals or any person own personal identity for themselves. And I think if, you know, if my story can help to even if the, if, if it's still a little slap upside the head for you at the moment, like amazing. If it's the thing that's knocking you down so that you think, Oh my gosh, I don't want that to happen to me. Like that's amazing as well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I know pretty much there's no female listening who won't relate to that because we've all had those moments where it's like, I don't even understand exactly what it is, but I know this isn't working. Like there've been times where I'm like, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what I'm going to do after this, but I know this isn't working. It's just not working. And I, what I want to ask you is when you started with your online business, were you in a process of just trying to heal yourself? And then you looked at it as a business or did you say, okay, no, we're going to go right into this. Like, did you have, no, I just, like I said earlier on the call, like I'm like a jump in and then work it out later person. That's just how I've always been with anything that I've wanted to do. Um, And so I was like, right, like this has got to be like, I know for sure. I don't want to one stay in this situation Two. Um, be in like five years time, like have not done anything about it. Like something drastically needs to change, but I was kind of in a position where I'd sort of hit a glass ceiling in what I was doing. If I wanted to um, make any big moves, I would have had to have moved cities and like my family, my, my husband and I, we live here in Christchurch and it would have just, it just was like, there was just wasn't really any, or I'd have to go back and retrain. And I was like, I've already, like, I've already done that. Like, I'm not going to go back and retrain to like make more money to then have to, I've spent the money to, anyways, you know, this, you know, the story. Mm-hmm. So I was like, something's got to change. And, um, and I had seen like, this was about, um, this is like four and a half years ago now, but, um, I could see then like the shift to online. So I could see that there were other women that, um, and men, you know, that were moving into that online space. And some of them had similar stories to me. Some of them had children and then went to try and return to work. And it was like, so I kind of feel like it was like a gift and that it was an opportunity to, like, I was young. I think I was young at the time in comparison to other people I saw in the online space doing what I was doing. But it was like, almost as though it was the opportunity to be like, do it now, like do the hard work. Now I was working, I still worked 60 to 80. Like I, I was honestly working like 60 to 80 hours a week. It was insane. I don't even know how, like I, um, I slept, I survived on like four to five hours sleep for like 10 years. And I don't even know how I did that. Well, and knowing what you know now, you like you can see how adrenal fatigue was like inevitable. It's inevitable. 100%. And I also think too, just for anyone that's listening, that's like, you know, thinks that they can, that that's like a normal amount of time to sleep. Like I really, cause I honestly was like, I can do this on like, that was like, and again, ego being like, I can do this. And like people around me were doing that. Cause it was like the corporate thing to do. But if you're good on that amount of sleep, like imagine how much better you would be if you actually got more sleep. And that's what I think now. Cause I'm, that's still something that I'm like trying to unravel now is getting more sleep. I'm like, I created like this incredible, I, like I had some amazing accolades on four or five hours of sleep. So imagine what I could actually do. And for me, that's the motivation to put myself to bed, to mm-hmm. see what else is possible. That's you awesome. know, so um, yeah, that's a little that's, side story. For you. No, no, no. I, I think that everybody can appreciate that. So in four and a half years, you have been building your online business and yes, it's yeah. network marketing. And I think network marketing is, I've, I've thought for years, it's a beautiful business model. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Because we are always referring people to different things. So I don't, I don't see anything like I've been part of one and use products for 10, 12 years. I think it's fantastic. Mm. Um, but not everybody thinks that way. So how, <laughs> let's just call that one out. Yeah. No, it's what fine. Kinds of, but see, this is where it's so important that you grow yourself 
that you're so sure of what you're doing because you're going to get people who don't agree with you no matter what you do, no matter what you do, right? So what has that journey been like for you as you um, are working and building your business that maybe, like maybe not everybody agrees, or maybe it's not as much of a, people aren't as, people are more open to it now, especially this past year. Yeah. I mean, I, it's such a, uh, it's such a good question because, you know, there are a lot of people that don't like, they would never do it themselves or they just think, Oh no, I don't agree with those kind of businesses or whatever. And you know what? I think when you look for bad, you find bad. And when you look for good, you find good. And I always knew from the beginning, like I could give you the name of like 10 people that are terrible at social marketing that like I see stuff go up that I cringe. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, no, I see companies that are just cringy that are social marketing companies. But on the other hand, I could also give you the name of 10 dodgy accountants and like 10 dodgy accounting firms that I would never send my business into. So I think that like it's in every single industry, but because the, bear like the barriers to enter into a social marketing or network marketing industry are so low that literally like literally anyone can do it and that's why you do get a few loons um, mm-hmm. along the way so you know I just and I think for me like that's the opportunity because um I knew from the beginning that I was going to do it and I was going to make a success of it and that um and then it was going to change my life. Like I just, I knew that in my heart from the beginning and yes, I wavered along the way. And yes, there were people that were absolutely horrible to me. Um, yes, I lost friends because of it, but what I've gained, like, I think, and I use this analogy is like, this industry is basically like a personal development opportunity wrapped in a business. Yes. And I'm so grateful that I've learned all the things that I've learned in only four and a half years that have now set me up so that I can take, you know, what I've created with my vehicle as social marketing to go and do other businesses. And I'm like leagues ahead because I already know how to deal with rejection. Like I have things in place to work for tr- with triggers. I know how to, um, like get, I know how to encourage people. I know how to manage people. Like these are all skills that I've learned mm-hmm. in my business and they're transferable into every single industry. Um, and I know that if I had, let's say I'd just been like, right, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be, I'm just going to be, I'll do accounting for all contract accounting for people. Like I would come up against the exact same, um, uh, objections as I do in this industry. And, um, what I love about what I do is that, you know, when I first started, there was a a community of people that have been there, done that, had what I wanted that because of the way that our business structure is set up, it's actually in their best interest to show me the way so that I can be successful. So it was almost like a business school, again, like a personal, a personal development opportunity wrapped as a business and also being in a business school while actually making money mm-hmm. while actually like kind of like an apprentice or whatever, you know, Yeah, like, you're earning and learning. learning along the way. So I wasn't stuck in that whole, like, I'll do it once the websites, you know, that like, I'll do it. Once, like I'll get my website pretty. And then I'll, I'll get a graphic designer to make me a logo. Like I was on the ground doing the work, the actual income producing work from the beginning, because I had the structure. I, I, I love that you shared that. And I think that that is so important and parallels to a lot of businesses is that so many people wait until it's perfect before they release it. I found a quote the other day and I shared it with my group and I, I'm not, it's, I'm not going to get it exactly, but it was simply that if you are not embarrassed by what you launch, you waited too late. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just love that because we wait so long before we do anything thinking it has to be perfect. Whereas in a, in a, um, online business, a wellness business, a network marketing business, you are literally learning as you go, right? Yes. As you go, your investment is small to start. I guarantee you almost all of my original personal development growth came from environments where I was learning in network marketing, um, yes. company. And it's, um, you know, I love that quote as well. Like I, 
Um, if you don't look back at your old stuff and cringe, like you've waited too long. And I, you know, I freaking love Facebook memories for that exact reason. Because I've got like, it'd be like three years ago, I was doing a live and I'm just like, oh, (laughs) I thought, (laughs) oh man, just, and I I even, I I didn't have Instagram before I started my business. So, but even like some old Instagram posts that come up, even, you know, like, and I think like, I know 100% in my heart that in a year from now, or in a two years from now, I'm going to look back at what I did last year or this year, and I'm going to cringe. And like, I look forward to that because that means that I'm growing. Like I don't want to look back. And it also makes it more real. You know, I think it's so easy to go onto someone's um, social media and be like, this person has it all together. Like, obviously we know there's a lot of the highlights that go on there, but it's also like someone could be joining my journey at like M Mm -hmm. and doesn't see at a, what, like what the, the, the hot mess that it was. And then they compare their starting point to my M or to your M. And it's like, well, you're actually not compared. Like that's, you, that's not the right thing to compare because there has been a sh- like a shit ton of stuff that's had to oh. happen to get to this point, like failing continue. And that's the other thing too, in this business is that, and I think in any business, but the more that you can do it, the faster, the better you get is actually just failing, mm-hmm. failing. And I've failed so many times in my business. Like I've lost count and it has, and I'm grateful for it because I used to have an absolute fear of failure. Like it was, I was like that person in the office that everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there was no, if anyone was trying to say, oh, that's not quite right. Like I'd get really defensive and it's just really that whole like perfectionism thing. Having to fail has completely blown that out of the water because now I, I know now that it's better, like, it's better done. And I still know that I'm going to do it to my, like, I still have a standard, of course, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to get out there and do whatever, but like, it's never going to be perfect. And, and we don't learn how to become better at something until we have that like repetition of constantly either sucking at something until we get better or just like mastering that craft over and over again until it's like, until it's excellent. Oh, I love that you shared that. And I have to ask too, because I have a friend who's an accountant is when you were an accountant, like you're expected to get it perfectly. You're expected, your numbers are supposed to work. You're supposed to be like, it's supposed to be at that, at that standard. So all of a sudden to be in a space and realize that I'm not going to get it perfectly, but I do have to just show up and be consistent. And I think that that's, that's a really important thing to share for a lot of people who might be listening. I guess I shared something this morning with my, um, my coaching group where I shared a post I did six years ago And I literally was changed like the name of my business to like inspire the leader within, which, okay, it sounds nice, but I did it because I wasn't ready to use my own name yet. I wasn't comfortable Mm -hmm. to use my own Mm -hmm. name yet. And I shared it with them. And I'm like, so as much as you sometimes will compare yourself where I am, like you have to be willing to show up when it's messy, when you're not ready to show your name, you're not even ready to do those things. That those are the early, those are the steps. They add up. Like they add up when you do them over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to ask you another question about ownership, because I think this is in line too. You've really taken your health as a top priority, not just, not just health, but physical health as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about Um, that. 100%. So um, I have had, like, I've always been someone that's very conscious of health. I was that some, and I, and I took it to the extreme at one point. So, um, and I'm very open about it now. And that's all part of being, um, owning it is that it wasn't, I was very focused on uh, like body image and, and looking a certain way. Um, and I just like, I just say now I like, I disrespected my body for a long time because I felt like I had to look a certain way and I had such a warped idea of what it took to look that way. So I will say to people like from Monday to Thursday, my body was a temple. And then from Friday to Sunday, it was an amusement park. Oh, and, um, that's funny. So and that's so true. Sorry. Yes, it is. And, but even when it was a temple, I know that they can't see my little fingers going, but even as a temple, it was like, 
surviving on minimal cal, you know, like surviving on mineral calories, um, uh, like over exercising, just like really, really unhealthy. And it was actually a crazy space to be in because it just was so consuming in my brain mm. that there was not a lot of other things to think about. And when I think about that now, it's like if I like from like I it's not it's there's so much more space now in my mind to take in new ideas to um to plan things out like there's space there's capacity for new things to come instead of just it being stuck with like the same old crappy story so my shift with my health has really been a focus on my overall vitality and that has been an absolute game changer for me because it's taught me to um like love my body and like to and to start respecting it again and to appreciate the limbs and what it can do and that whole focus has been you know I'm the fittest and the healthiest I've ever been without the over exercising without the the restrictive eating without anything like that and and you guys it is a journey like there's I didn't just wake up one day it's a very similar to how I built my business like I just kept showing up I kept trying to be better I kept trying to unlearn the crappy things that I learned because um I just so desperately was I was just like at a rock bottom so desperately wanting to change that I was like, right, I'm going to have to. And it, that was scary. Like going from being someone who was like, I will only eat this much of food a day to then being like, right, I'm going to start. And it, and like, it sounds, I know that it might not sound like much to someone who, if you're listening and that's not an issue for you, but think of it as like me start me asking you to run a marathon next week. Cause it's the same kind of comparison. Like at that time, like I probably could have run a marathon, but like, you asked me to start doing a little bit like eating a little bit more food. It's basically you asking the person that's on the couch to go around. Like it's the same kind of challenge. It's the same thing I'm in right now is like trying to train myself to sleep. It doesn't actually matter what it is. It's the, it's different to each person, but yeah. So now my focus is really around my vitality and in eating food that actually nourishes me. And it's not just about the food and the exercise. It's about the thoughts and what I put in my mind and the environments that I surround myself in. It's been like a total, like overhaul, like a holistic overhaul that it's not. Now I understand that it's not just about what we eat. It's about, it's about so much more than that, that, um, and it's just been, and, you know, it's worked well with my, you know, my business is in health and wellness. So obviously that's, um, I've been able to be like a true product of what I, what I preach. And that has also, I think attributed to the success that I've had in my business, but I think there's so many people now that don't view health as a, as a vitality. And and like, it's not even about like, it's, it's 100% not about being in shape for like the next event. It's about being in shape so that I'm alive when I'm like a hundred, you know, so that, and that's the, that's the game changer for me. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you definitely, you have been consistent. You're doing orange theory, right? Is that what it yes, is? I love orange theory so yeah. much. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. That is so awesome. I've been doing, I mean, CrossFit for a really long time and I say long time, a number of years, but as I was getting ready for surgery last year, my one doctor was like, absolutely stop all activity. And I was like, well, I can modify everything. I think I can do it. And they're like, no. And then I met the surgeon. And one of the reasons that I liked him right away was I said, okay, so this is what I'm doing now on a consistent basis. Should I stop before surgery? He goes, oh God, no don't you dare. Don't you dare. You're already doing it. You're not trying to get in shape. You're staying functionally Mm -hmm. strong. The stronger you are, when you come into the hospital, the the faster you're going to recover. And I'm like, okay, well he said to keep going. And I just, I did right up until the day before I went in and I am so beyond grateful that I was strong going into that because recovery was really hard. And I, I mean, but nothing compared to the pain from before. So there's so much more about the vitality, about being strong, about being able to functionally do what I want to do. So I love what you're saying there. And I think that that is, that's so important because to me as a listener, it sounds like there's so many things that you healed within yourself that have now allowed you to really stand in that, on that story, be that example and build your business to make that impact. Yeah, 100%. And I just think like, Again, coming back to what I was saying before about 
not having to have like a Goggins level of stories. Like I know that they're like, I know for sure that there are people that I've been able to help because they've heard my story before mm-hmm. um, and they've been able to make change. And that is like, that's all that we can ask for at the end of the day. That's like the ripple of, that's the kind of ripple effect that I want to leave. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, have you noticed, or do they have stats on this or talking about it? Like what has online, how has online business grown in the past year from say 2020 to even the last 10 months, right? No, seriously. Oh my goodness. Um, Well, I think it's the most Googled search, how to make money online. If you were to go on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's like, we have seen personally um, a whole bunch of different industries that are starting business online. So obviously like airlines, anyone that's kind of in the tourism. So like travel agents, airlines, um, even like people coming from corporate professional backgrounds, like accountants and lawyers and bankers, because it's actually not about whether you are um, like you automatically lost your job as a result of what happened in, or what's still happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the, the, the wake up call. That's like, Hey, wait a minute. Like maybe this, maybe this accounting career is not as sound as I thought it was before. Mm -hmm. And also I think, so there's that, that aspect to it. But then I think there's also the, the other side of it. That's like, because we've had this forced slowdown, it's really encouraged people to think about what it is that they actually want. And I, and, you know, I know for sure that I've spoken to people that have like realized that what they're doing is not what they like, that's not the trajectory they want to continue on. And so they're looking to mix it up. They're looking to, um, to do something online, Mm -hmm. to do something that's like more in line with their passions, more in line with their values And uh, I just think that that's, that is like, whether people are doing online business with me or they're doing online business, like online business with you. Like, I just, I just love that so many people are looking to make a pivot to actually follow their heart and like Mm -hmm. follow their little nudge and follow the message that, do you know what? They've probably heard many, many, many times before, but maybe last year they got smacked upside the face with it. And now they're starting to do something about it. And Um, that has to be one of the silver linings of everything that's going on is just people waking up to see what like actually reviewing their life and taking stock and like, are, am I truly happy doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. I, I love that you said that and that you went there because I think that this has been, I, like I called 2020 the mirror. It's like, we're all holding a mirror up and saying like, what is working? What's not. And coming to terms with the fact that I can't tell you how many people I've had conversations with that they're just angry that they don't have control. And I'm like, it 2020 didn't take it away from you. It just showed you you didn't have it. It just it's oh didn't, yes, it didn't Amen take it away. That. It didn't take it away. Yeah. It was you never had it. You can control what you do with you. That's what that comes down to. So I love that you said that, and I love that you went there. Um, where is the best way to connect and follow you? I mean, mostly Instagram, right? Are you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram. I also have a website. So you mm-hmm. guys can find me at emmawoitis.com. My Instagram is at emmawoitis. And I would love to see you over there. Um, I, I, I absolutely love uh, social media for that opportunity. Like there's obviously plenty of things that people don't love about it, but me being the forever optimist, I just love the opportunity to connect with people that um, I would never like you, like we're in different countries, guys. Like, so <laughs> how cool is it that we can connect? Um, and that that is our, that's our connector. I know it's Tuesday here, Wednesday there. Like it's yeah. just the coolest thing that we can do this with social media. And so many people say to me, I hate social media and I just hate what it brings about. And I hate what I'm like, okay, but clean house on your social media. Cause who are you following that is making you hate it so much? Because there are incredible stories, incredible people. And that's just my focus. If, it, if I go 100%. through something and I scroll and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. It's like unfollow, unfollow. unfollow. Yeah, like there's no one's going to come to your house and be like, you unfollowed me. Like, how dare you? It's, it is your personal responsibility to take ownership of what you're consuming every day. Cause again, it's kind of one of those things where it's not kind of, it is one of those things where if you focus on bad, you're going to continue to find bad. If you focus on good, you're going to continue to find good. So if you're not, um, if you're following people that aren't in line with your values, they're preaching about things that 
you literally are on the complete opposite side of the fence on like unfollow and follow someone who is inspiring to you like the, because there are so many people that are out there that's why it's and that's again me the forever optimist it's like giving everybody the opportunity to have a platform to have a voice and to go from nothing into something and that's again like it is amazing if you look for the good things you're going to find the good things oh yeah you find whatever you focus on at whatever you focus on so i have a couple of quick questions to ask you is first one is what impact do you want to create in the world Right. Well, I've been talking a lot about my ripple effect today. And um, that is my ultimate mission. And is something that I really like resonated with me last year is, is creating a ripple effect that is empowering others to be the best version of themselves. And you know what, that sounds really cliche. And I feel like everyone has that mission. But it is like in my soul, like I just I want, I want people to look at what I do and think if she can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I want to empower people to get out of their crappy situations and to change their life because they like, you are the only one that can, you're the only one that like, of course there are people around you that can support you and that can be there for you, but they're not there when no one's looking, they're not there when you're making the decisions that no one sees. And, and I just really believe that everybody has the, again, like everybody has the opportunity to do something absolutely amazing and unique in this world. And like, there aren't already enough stories. Not all the good business ideas are taken. Not all of the voices are being used. And it's about, I guess, also acknowledging that whether you choose to rise to that occasion and become that person, you're going to inspire and create a ripple effect. Or if you choose to stay in your crap, that also creates a ripple effect. You get to choose, right? You absolutely always get to choose. And that's the beautiful thing is people will say, well, that's hard creating change. I'm like, yep. So is staying miserable, small and stuck. So we get to choose which one we want. That's the beautiful thing about life. It's not always easy, but we do get to choose. Yeah. What last question? Often the, like, just also for anyone else that's like thinking that it's too hard to change their situation, please tell me, please listen when I say coming from my experience that it is way easier to move away Mm -hmm. than to keep staying stuck. Because at least if you're trying to move away in a six months time, in a year's time, your situation could actually be different. But if you're staying in the same place, you're going to be listening to the same crap for the next, for the rest of your life, basically. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for saying that. The last question I have for you is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Ah, the lesson. Um, what am I most grateful for? That's a really good question. I knew you were going to stomp <laughs> me with something at the end. <laughs> you had to no. know that. <laughs> I know. I was like, she's going to get me. Um, do you know what, guys? Again, this is this is actually something that I learned in 2021. Uh, and it's that, so there's two things. Okay, so your energy is absolutely everything. And I'm not talking about like energy that's you being an end, you know, like I here for all the parties and doing all the things. It's like your energy for how you show up for things, for who you allow in your life, for how you respond to situations is absolutely everything. And it's something that we generate within, within ourselves. It's not like we don't like, obviously we need food to survive, but food does not give us the energy that I'm talking about. Um, and it sets the tone for everything because the way that your energy is, it sets the tone for the standard of who you be as a person and who you allow in your environment. It's a, it, that conducts whether like if you hang out with five idiots, if you're going to be the sixth, or if you hang around with five change makers, you're the sixth and that's your energy. Like, do you know what I mean? That's your standard. Yeah. I love that you said that. Did you see that? There was an Insta story the other day that went around and I think it was Denzel Washington quote. And he said that like, if you, if you are hanging around with five people, then you're the six. If you hang around with five, this, then you're the six. If you hang around with five idiots. I think about about in my, um, you know, even like as a, 
uh, when I was at high school, from when I transitioned into my corporate life to now, I'm 100% affected by those five core people. And it's like, and, and we have to know that our energy is what like is basically our standard for how we, how we exist in this world. And so for me, that's a big thing. And it's also just, I know that you're only asking me for one, but the other thing too, and this is Tony Robbins through and through is that you, whether you believe that life's happening for you or to you. And I think for a long time, I was like, this is, why is this always happening to me? I always, this, you know, like when I'm just getting really fit, like I sprained my ankle or um, when I think I'm going to get that job, um, something happens and I don't, or when I think I'm going to go on a date with that person and then it turns, it doesn't like, I would always be like, why is this happening to me? And last year was very much like, this is happening for me. All the, like I had last year was my biggest year in terms of personal growth. Mm-hmm. I grew so much as a person. I'm so grateful. I learned so many lessons and they all really come down to, is this like the way that like it's happening for me? Like, what is this situation teaching me? Because again, to come back to Rebecca Campbell, what we were talking about earlier is like, it's just going to keep on coming. You're just going to keep getting that little slap upside the head until you learn the lesson or you learn what it is that you're supposed to learn. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? And that, I love that you shared that. That was probably still is probably going to go down as one of my bigger lessons is trying to ask the different questions about it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. So when things didn't make sense or don't make sense, it's like, what is this doing for me? Like, how can I see this differently? Oh. And it's such a powerful. And, and particularly when it's, it, and, and when it's a horrible, like it's generally when you, something terrible has happened and you're like, this is just the pits. Like, why is this? Like, it's not, it, and, and it's in those situations that it's really, really hard to take that, like to take it from that level of like, this is happening for me. It's like mm-hmm. someone's dead or something's like someone's sick or something's ha- something terrible has happened. And it's, the last place that you want to go to is this is happening for me. Cause at the time you're like, this is actually the worst. Like, I don't like, how do I think like that? But um, yeah, that's, those are my two big things. I love it. Those are great shares. Thank you so much, Emma, for sharing so much of you yourself, your journey, your story with people, and just to give them some more hope light that they can create change in their life, regardless of what year we're in, what's happening in the world but it really is playing that long game. And when you do that and you pay attention to the energy, pay attention to the people you spend your time with and listen to what fulfills you, like it, you open up the door and I think you give so much permission to other people to do the same. So thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest on this beautiful podcast. It is truly such an honor to be here with you. So Oh, thank you. Doing your amazing work, my friend. I absolutely will. So good to talk with you today. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.